celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Well, all righty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this almost Friday, Thursday. It is Thursday, September 28th, 2023, your date 9282023. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world right here at our studio station, home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM and 107.1 FM in Las Vegas. Covering the world on all of those different uh, streaming platforms that we have to get to you, no matter what little corner of this world you're living in. Streaming on our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas.world.global. Your iPhones or your Androids, get the KSHP app and put it on your devices, and you can hear us now on your Androids or iPhones. And anywhere else you get your uh, podcasting, we're there. So, however, wherever, whenever, welcome to the show on this almost, almost Friday, Thursday, race day, Las Vegas show. And looking out the window here in the uh, old booth at about 11 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time from the studios, we see that the sun is shining, the sky is blue, the ground is dry. And right now it's 65 degrees. It was very, it was like balmy. When I left the house this morning, it was like balmy. I, I, you know, you just want to go out on your hammock and, and lay there and just have that little balmy, just a little breeze come through. <clears throat> but it's uh, beautiful out. So if you're living here in Vegas, maybe uh, sit out on the patio with a cup of coffee, listen to the show. We're going to get up to 94 today. 94 is going to be our high. But then we start creeping down. And by Saturday, our high is going to be 72. By Sunday, it'll be 72. Monday, it'll be 75. So we're getting in the fall weather, that's for sure. So you, you might want to start taking out maybe a jacket or a sweater before too long. But that's the way it's going to be here in Las Vegas for this weekend, in case you want to come up and enjoy a little racing Las Vegas style and a little football as well. And, of course, today starts uh, week number four in the NFL with the Thursday night game. The uh, Detroit Lions will go into the Green Bay Packers. That'll be tonight. Believe it or not, the Lions are small favorites. Hmm. Okay. Anyhow, that's the deal there. Coming up this weekend, 
We have uh, three Breeders' Cup win and your in races. We're going to go over those uh, races they drew for the Breeders' Cup because, after all, as you know, we're getting on the march now to the Breeders' Cup. After all, we're just a few days away from October and all that Oktoberfest stuff. 38 days, 2 hours, 15 minutes, and 23 seconds and counting until the, the uh, Breeders' Cup. Two-day Breeders' Cup, November 3rd and 4th. Of course, our seminar will be on the 3rd in the Grandview Lounge there at the uh, South Point. More on that a little bit later. But uh, we are marching to that. You know, we have a few uh, items of interest that I wanted to get to before we, we go to do our stuff. Uh, we're talking about the, uh, the, the rippling, shocking effect of uh, the announcement that Turf Paradise was not going to uh, start at the, at the regular time and forever. Closing down Turf Paradise in Arizona, that took a rippling effect even through the, the desert there. And so now we're getting a little reprieve there, too, as we did at Golden Gate in Northern California. The Arizona Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association announced yesterday that it has extended Turf Paradise's contract to simulcast races for wagering until November 12th. Of course, that's nice because it'll be after the Breeders' Cup. That extension avoids a shutdown of the track's 37 off-track betting sites throughout the state of Arizona. You see, the racetrack also has all these OTBs around. So uh, according to the Arizona Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association, a new live horse racing meet is scheduled to start in early January, according to them. Now, details of that live meet, they say, are being worked out. And additional information will be forthcoming. Okay, that's a good sign. But remember, the track owner, Jerry Sims, said, hey, he's retiring, wants to spend more time with his family. He's closing down the racetrack. So we're going to assume that uh, trying to put together a few dots here that are missing right now, and these are all assumptions, that maybe somebody else is on the table to buy the place and keep the racing going. That's the only thing we could think of. But uh, we will find out more. Anyhow, the OTBs, no live racing in Turf Paradise as of yet. Certainly not throughout the rest of this year. They're going to try to get it done in January with new entities. But for now, the folks in Arizona and the 37 off-track betting sites throughout Arizona will continue to take wagers on simulcasting from all the other racetracks in the country, including the Breeders' Cup, until the 12th of November. So that's good news. Here's one for you. Bob Baffert. You know the lawsuits with the with the Kentucky and the Derby and and all of these other suspensions and lawsuits and this poor guy is is, is got I wonder why he's got to win so many races. These lawyers got to be costing him a fortune. Here is another one. Are you ready? He is suing a horse racing social media influencers. Justin Wonderler and Dan DeCorsia alleging those two attempted to extort 
the Hall of Fame trainer and defame his character. Extort, I'm guessing for money. The law office of Shepard Cop filed the complaint Friday in U.S. District Court and in Southern District of California. Baffert is seeking $75,000 in damages and asked that the defendants produce the video in court for the court's and the plaintiff's view. I'm guessing this video from these influencers is trying to extort him. I mean, that's, you know. And uh, the attorney said at this time they have no further comment. They say they think, they think that the complaint speaks for itself. Well, there's a few questions left to be answered, I think. Remember, he's, he's, you know, he's got that. He's got an ongoing fight regarding uh, both Medina Spears' disqualification from the Derby back in 2021 as uh, the trainer and his suspension. So this, this uh, wow, extortion, to extort, it says. Well, we'll wait and see about that. I'll uh, see if John Leno's got a little bit more on that a little bit later on, but wow. Some stuff, huh? Okay. Uh, as far as the weather, uh, you know what it is like here. Uh, poor Phoenix, Arizona is still over 100 degrees every day, right? It's 103 today in, in Phoenix. It will be 103 today in Phoenix, which is the highest in the nation. Everybody else is below 100 now. My goodness, they're getting almost to October. But Brownsville, Texas is 95. So is San Antonio. So they got a heat, heat uh, thing going on there in the uh, southwest. And as far as uh, major racing centers, New York is 65, L.A. is 79, although racing doesn't start at Santa Anita until tomorrow. And uh, as far as uh, the area around Louisville, Kentucky, uh, about 70s in the 70s there. And as far as the actual weather patterns, looks pretty good across the contiguous 48. There is uh, some activity going on over Kentucky. And we understand that uh, Aqueduct, the Big A, uh, they have taken the third, the fifth, and the sixth races off the turf. Now, today at Aqueduct, the turf races were scheduled as the third, fifth, sixth, ninth, and tenth. But uh, right now, they've only taken the third, fifth, and sixth off. Now, the third and the fifth were meant uh, at the mile and one-sixteenth distance, will now be rescheduled on the main track at a mile. The sixth race was scheduled for six furlongs on the turf, and it will go as six furlongs on the main. And we'll still wait and see what happens with the last two races there. We'll get an update from Jonathan Hardoon on that. All right, racing yesterday, Churchill Downs. Nine races, nine different uh, jockeys winning those nine races yesterday. The uh, highest-priced winner of the day, uh, $21.14. And uh, well, you got a couple of $5 horses in there. The eighth race, horse paid $2.96. Wow. Okay, anyhow, that's it. We're going to go to our first break, and when we come back on today's show, Jonathan Hardoon will join us, John Lendo as well. We'll take a look at those three weekend Breeders' Cup winning or in stakes races, how they shook out. And, of course, uh, Woodbine is up and running today, so we'll get Ernie Perry's uh, clocker report 
and his picks for Woodbine as well. And of course, your racing menu is coming up next. So don't go away. We'll be right back. is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show all right back on the race day las vegas uh, radio program and uh, good news for antonio frisu who was uh, suspended for 32 days for using his whip excessively they say on many different violations uh, from hisa whip violations at Del Mar. He's been granted a stay by the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority that allows him to ride the opening two weekends at Santa Anita during the autumn meeting. So there's a little crack in the, uh, in the regulation there for him. And I got to tell you, you know, remember yesterday, Jonathan Ardoon was talking about a house bill by Representative Clay Higgins Republican from Louisiana, remember he get read the um, the statement the other uh, the, yesterday. I think uh, this is a House bill to repeal HISA and create a new state compact for regulation. And now we have HISA suspe- uh, you know, uh, lifting the suspension for Frey Sue. So there might be a little bit of uh, you know, <laughs> a little bit of uh, chill going on there at HISA. And the Horse Racing Integrity and Safety Authority then has submitted a small number of changes, they say, in its enforcement and registration rules. They asked for that change to the Federal Trade Commission for approval. So there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Hi says, uh, you know, uh, maybe backing up on a few of these things. So we'll wait and see. I'll I'll get uh, Jonathan Hardoon's take on that right after the menu. 
So, here's uh, the racing menu for today. Racetracks that'll be racing today around the country that we can play into. Of course, this racing menu and the first post times uh, broadcast here on this racing menu are that of the Pacific Time Zone because that's where we're at here in Las Vegas, Nevada. We are in the Pacific Time Zone and these will be the post times that roll out in our race books today. So if you're listening here at uh, 1400 AM, 107.1 FM, not a problem. And really, there's not a problem if you're listening on our websites, on your devices, on podcasting, if you're in the Pacific time zone there as well. But if you're in another time zone outside the Pacific time zone, listening anywhere around the world, you got to adjust it. Adjust to the Pacific time zone. I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. First post times are Pacific. All right. So if you're ready, here's your menu for today. We begin with Delaware Park. Delaware Park's uh, first post time for eight races set at 9.30. 9.30 at uh, Delaware Park today. Uh, I guess the weather's okay down there today at Delaware. All right. He comes up next is uh, Aqueduct, the big A. Uh, their first post time is 10.05. As we said before, the uh, third, fifth, and sixth races have been taken off the turf. But the ninth and tenth races that are also scheduled for the turf remain on the turf as we speak. It could change. You know how that goes. And so we will wait and see. Maybe Jonathan Ardoon has the latest on that. First post time at the Big A for their 10 race card today is 10.05. Horseshoe, Indianapolis. They got nine races at Horseshoe, Indianapolis. Eight thoroughbreds. The last race will be a maiden quarter horse race. They have a regular pick five carryover today at Horseshoe, Indianapolis. A regular pick five, $31,661. Remember, it's a regular pick five. And they also have a super high five carryover, and it's a regular super high five as well, $2,971. First post time at Horseshoe, Indianapolis, set at 11.10. 11.10 at Horseshoe, Indianapolis. Presque Isle Downs is next. They have eight races. Their first post time is 12 high noon. 12 noon, Presque Isle Downs. Then we go to Woodbine, north of the border. Ernie Perry's clocker pick standing by. Woodbine has a pick six jackpot carryover of $41,667. Okay? That's their pick six jackpot carryover. $41,667. Their first post time for nine races today at Woodbine is set at 140. 140 today. Churchill Downs has a twilight post time in their time zone. It's just uh, mid-afternoon post time here. 2 p.m. first post at Churchill today, Pacific time for their eight races. And their pick six jackpot carryover stands at $118,596. Oh, yeah. yeah. First post time, 2 o'clock, Churchill. Charlestown has eight races. Charlestown races has a pick six jackpot carryover of $8,953. And their first post time is 4 p.m., 4 p.m. at Charlestown. And then we wrap it up with Remington Park. 
Rum Rum Remington. First post time at Remington is 5.05 for their eight race card. And that's your Thursday menu of uh, racetracks today. I'm sure we can go out there and try to find some winners. I'm going to have at least Jonathan Nardoon helping us out with that. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine. What's the latest at Aqueduct there? They're off the turf for all the races, not just the first three races. Oh, they all are? The races, yes. All right. So what's the ninth and 10th? Are they uh, changing distances? They're also, uh, well, whatever they were scheduled at. For the, let's see. The ninth race will remain at six furlongs on the main track, yeah. and the 10th race will be run at one mile on the main track. Ah, see, they're not all the same. No. Okay, so... The mile and the 16th, they always turn back to a mile. Okay, so here we go. Just to, to clarify for everybody out there handicapping, third race, one mile now on the main. Fifth race, one mile now on the main. Sixth race, will stay at six furlongs on the main. Ninth race, will stay at six furlongs on the main. And the tenth race will go at a one mile on the main track. Correct? That is correct, sir. Okay, now... You uh, you talked about that uh, that new proposal uh, that uh, wants to replace Heiser from the uh, from the senator or the uh, uh, the politician from Louisiana, and now Heiser is submitting rule changes to the Federal Trade Commission. They've lifted the suspension for Antonio Frisa, uh Fresu, I should say, Antonio Fresu at Santa Anita. Some cracks in the armor there. It certainly looks like it. Listen, my uh, Ralph, yeah. uh, Heiser was a terrific idea. The problem is implementing the idea and getting it to work are two different things. You know, it looks like they jumped into the deep end of the pool too quickly. It looks like they started handing out suspensions like uh, wildfire without thinking them out. And then when they went back and they're reconsidering them, well, maybe they're too harsh. Maybe they're, you know, they they had good ideas, but they're just not implementing them properly. And everybody is lost. Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion, Heist is a complete disaster. They've done nothing since they've taken over except give out big salaries to people. And they hand out ridiculous punishments that don't fit the crime in three quarters of these cases, and uh, I don't see any anything they've done good. You can't even give a horse an aspirin anymore between races. That's how tough it's gotten. I talk to trainers all the time. Uh -huh. You know, they're all afraid they're going to give something that they don't even know isn't good but may turn out not to be good, and it's hurting the horses as much as it's hurting anyone else. This is supposed to help the horses. It's not helping the horses. It's, uh, in a way, hurting them, really. You know, between games, athletes take pills, take aspirin, oh, take Tylenol, sure. take Advil, whatever. Huh. If you can't even give this to a horse, well, you're not helping the horse by doing that. You know, I hate to say it, but racing uh, is to blame for this because they didn't yeah, take... Yeah, they're their own worst enemy. Yeah, they, no didn't take, they didn't take care of their own business, you know, and take care of their own stuff. And then you had the explosion of the uh, breakdowns and the... And the uh, fatalities uh it started at del mar and then santa anita had it and then you know saratoga and then you had the lawsuits uh, for bob baffert and and the kentucky derby it seems like all the big races the big races that get all the attention except for breeders Cup, thank goodness uh you know you had a national Don't worry. they had their incident they had their incident two years ago if you remember when they scratched the wrong horse right exactly <laughs> i mean there's been and they still haven't even handed down any 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 problems for that no complaints everybody got away with it 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> so even Breeders' Cup had their problems. Uh, you know, it's, they just seem to screw up on the biggest days of the year and in front of the biggest crowds. Yes, and and uh, it all came to a head, and they said, and then they get the attention of the the senators and and the congressmen and all that, and you get them all together, and all of a sudden you got a federal agency, and you know that's going to screw everything up. And like you said, the intent was good. Get them all under one umbrella and universal rules and regulations and and such, right? But then what happens? Then what happens is you put people in the spots to adjudicate those regulations that don't know that much about the sport or the uh, complexity of each, whether it's going to be a violation or not. And I think that's where the screw-up is at, or the, the uh, at least the uh, intent is at. Yes, I agree 100%. So how do they fix it, Ralph? <laughs> well... If you find out how you can fix it, uh, then the next thing you do, ought to do is go right to Washington and and fix that. You know, I mean, you fix it by putting people, I guess, in the spots that need to be the adjudicating spots that have maybe walked a mile in in the shoes of the people they're regulating and and know and understand that and and be uh, understanding of that and. Uh, and certainly, you know, they're busy making committees. So they made a a, a LASIX committee where they have a, where they're going to do a whole study. I guess it'll take a year or two or okay. whatever. Uh-huh. And they don't even have a trainer on that board. So it just tells you how, how silly this really is. Please tell me there's at least a vet on the board. I, I would assume there's a vet. You would assume that, right? Yeah, I mean, but, but I would also assume there'd be a trainer on that board also but <laughs> they forgot to include yeah. trainers i mean isn't that silly yeah but you know what they always forget is the guy who's paying the bills a guy a gambler a better you know but then yeah, exactly you know. exactly yeah anyhow we can they're go busy, they're busy putting guys with mbas and harvard uh, uh you know diplomas mm-hmm. but guess what a, a, a gambler with Street smarts is a lot better than a guy with an MBA. You know what we need? I'll tell you how we solve the problem. You know what we need? We need Mr. Ed. (laughs) He can go talk to the horses, and then he can tell the adjudicators what the horses are thinking. How about that? (laughs) Perfect. Let's lobby for Mr. Ed. (laughs) Anyhow, back to uh, some stuff that we uh, obviously uh, want to pay our attention to anyhow and that is the three breeders cup winning your win races this weekend the vosberg is one of them seven furlongs at aqueduct it will be a breeders cup winning your in for the sprint and uh six are in- entered in the race and uh, and lo and behold cody's wish back in there trying to bounce back from uh, his latest well, his last race was around two turns, so I, I would assume that they figure that's not happening anymore. We're going to keep Cody's wish around one turn. He wanted no part of the mile and eighth mm-hmm. Whitney last time out at Saratoga. No. So he comes cuts back to seven furlongs. He draws an outside box. He's very, very tough around one turn. I think he won like uh, seven or eight races in yeah. a row yeah. around one turn. So, why you know, they... they Try to stretch him out to see if it was possible. If it was, they were going to run him in the uh, classic. So that idea went out the window when uh, he was just flat around two turns. It's a, you know when you take a closing sprinter and you stretch him out to two turns, a lot of times they're not going to perform at their best. And uh, that was the case with Cody's wish. They right away ditched that idea. 
and they're running them back at seven furlongs around one turn on Saturday. And to, to, listen, if you're handicapping for Saturday at Aqueduct, handicap for an off track because they are that calling for rain like we haven't seen in a while here. Wow. So okay, let's see what happens. All right, I'm going to reel off. There's six in the race. I'm going to reel off the five competitors: Great Navigator, Cowan, Sheriff Bianco, Accredive, and High Oak are going against him. Uh, what say you? What say me? I say it's a freebie for Cody's wish. He, <laughs> it's a free bingo square, or however you want to describe it. He's just much, much better than this field. I mean, there is no one showing up here. Okay. All right. So much said for that. Now we're going to go to the uh, ACAC stakes, and uh, that's going to be held at Churchill Downs. It's a win and you're in. It's uh, at uh, a mile, $400,000 for three-year-olds and up. And I would imagine this is a prep for or a win and you're in for the Breeders' Cup mile. And there are uh, seven in that race. And Zozo's is the big favorite there, the uh, Brad Cox trainee for with Florent Garot. And among the horses that are going to contest Zozo's is Seize the Night, Obesos, who uh, is a toughie, Three Technique, who is the second favorite on the morning line, Stage Raider, Skyro and Caddo River. And so what say you? I didn't do any work yet for Churchill. Tomorrow, usually on Fridays, is when we discuss the Saturday stake races. So I am unprepared. Fire me. <laughs> oh, no, no. But uh, I don't, I'm not asking you. But, I mean, out of the complexion of the race, well, Zozo's listen, look, looks Zozo's to be the favorite, right? Zozo's is 6-5 to five on the morning line for a reason. You know, uh, he's 1-2 for two at Churchill. He's 2-2 for two at the distance. Uh, and it's Cox who is king over there. He's only winning at about 33%. So uh, the race goes through Zozos. Yeah, Cox is having a hell of a meet, isn't he? All having right. a hell of a year and a hell of a career. Yes, he is. <laughs> Other than that, you're right. Other than that, uh, did you like the play, Mrs. Lincoln? In any case, exactly. uh, the awesome again is the third Breeders' Cup winning around. It's for the same division, three-year-olds and up. This at a mile and one-eighth on the, on the main. And believe it or not, Santa Anita... Their stakes race got the most entrance in it of all the Breeders' Cup winning Arends this week. From the rail out, it's Senor Buscador, defunded, slow down Andy, Skinner, bye-bye Bobby, Celestial Moon, National Treasure, and Paroli, and Stiletto Boy. This is not a bad race at all, is it? That may be the best betting race out of all the big races oh, yeah. this week. You know, you got a field size, you got a competitive field, no three to five standout. It's, it's going to be a good race. Yeah, no question about that. And, of course, Mr. Baffert has two of the uh, favorites in there with Defunded and National Treasure. So we'll wait and see about that. And, like I said, uh, I wanted just to go over the fields for these races uh, today. We'll get your thoughts uh, on all three of them, really. Uh, well, you already got gave us uh, Cody's wish, a free bingo square there in the in the uh, Vosburg. But the interesting thing about the awesome again, Ralph, is if you remember, remember defunded's last race, yeah. Baffert had Arabian night in the same race. Yeah. The funded was taken out of his game. He's a speed horse. He likes to be forwardly placed. They took him back and they rated him because they sent Arabian night to the lead that day. There are no Arabian nights in this race. I would say that they're probably going to turn around their strategy and uh, make Put the, especially breaking from an inside post. He's breaking from the two posts. Uh, I would be very, and, and he's getting Edwin Maldonado, oh. who, loves to, who loves to take the front end. I would say that he's probably going to uh, 
to, to be forwardly placed, if not on the lead. The interesting thing is that uh, Juan Hernandez opted for National Treasure, the other Baffert horse in the race. So it's going to be interesting. But I think the fund is going to go back to his old ways of running, and uh, he's best when he's on or near the lead, and I think you're going to see that on Saturday. Well, two things. One, with uh, Maldonado uh, being assigned to defunded from Bob Baffert, and I don't think that uh, Hernandez opted for it. I think uh, Baffert told him, listen, I want to put Edwin Maldonado on defunded because, in my opinion, right now in America – I don't think there's a better jockey to get a horse out of the gate and rate and relax a horse on the lead than Edwin Maldonado, and he gets them out on defunded. So you're exactly right. I agree, we, we, yeah, and I agree with you, Ralph. He's as good as there is. He's like P. Val was. I mean, there's yeah. no one better out of the gate than, than Edwin Maldonado. The last guy that re, that resembles anything like this was P. Val, if yeah. you remember. Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. So uh, I think with Baffert just naming Edwin Maldonado on the horse, we know what uh, his plans are. Yeah, he tipped his hat. He, he, we know he's going to the lease. Yeah. And as far as National Treasure, he's, he's, you know, I, he can stay in stall number one under my shed row anytime. He's not a bad horse. And Hernandez, I think, will get the most out of uh, his running style. And the Blinkers go back on National Treasure, so that's interesting also. Let's see what happens. All right, and uh, you'll do your fine-tuning on those races uh, for uh, tomorrow's show. But today we got racing at the Big A, and we got racing at uh, Churchill Downs, which you are doing a sheet for both. And so without any further ado, give me a couple of winners. Let's go to the sixth race at Aqueduct, which will now be run on the main track at six furlongs. And uh, a pretty interesting race here. It's a full field of 11 before any late scratches. I'm sure there'll be, you know, scratches with the race coming off the grass. There's a three to five morning line favorite in Digitize. However, I'm going to beat him today. I like the number 10 horse in here, 12th man. This is a six-year-old gelding from Michelle Nevenbarn. Ride a switch today to Javier Castellano. He's ridden this horse in the past. This horse is only bad race out of his last 10 races when he was asked to go a distance of ground at Belmont. His sprint race is all good enough to get the job done here. Mm-hmm. He's listed at 5 to 1 on the morning line. I like number 10, 12th man to win today's sixth race out of Belmont at Aqueduct. All right. The sixth race, you like the 10, 12th man. The number on the horse is 10. His name is 12th man, Javier Castellano riding. Uh, when you um, refer to Digitize, which is 3 to 5 on the morning line with Flavi and Pratt, Pratt also uh, has uh, been named on uh, Monet Never, but uh, we're assuming that, uh, you know, it's a main track now, so the main track only horse. I'm pretty sure Pratt will stay with that horse. Uh, they have not posted any scratches as of yet on the uh, website, the NYRA website, so we're just going to go with the 10, 12th man, the 10 in the sixth race. All right, what about, what about Churchill? Let's go to the opener at Churchill. By the way, late post today, yeah. 2 p.m. your time, uh, 5 o'clock on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I like the number five horse in here, Malibu Smart. This is a three-year-old filly who now goes for trainer Larry Ravelli, gets a barn switch today. He drops in company, draw a line through his last race at Ellis Park. Something went amiss there. Mm-hmm. Um, number five, Malibu Smart, seven or two on the morning line, wins today's opener out of Churchill Down. And you got plenty of time. Two o'clock, first post uh, in the uh, first race at Churchill Downs, and number five, Malibu Smart. Uh, can uh, start you off with a winner in the first race today at Churchill, the five. And don't forget, Jonathan has complete sheet handicapping for Churchill and the big A today. And, of course, he'll... 
fill us in on those uh, two other Breeders' Cup winning or in races tomorrow, won't you, John? Yes, sir. Thank you, Ralph. All right, my man. Be well. Stay safe. All righty. We're going to come back, give you Ernie Perry's Clocker Report picks for today at Woodbine, and then we'll uh, wrap it up with uh, John Lendo. Don't go away. is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Back on Race Day Las Vegas, time to go north of the border. Woodbine race course today. They have uh, nine races with a first post time, Pacific time at 1.40. Ernie Perry has a couple of clocker reports for you. Here they are. Ernie Perry's first of the two uh, clocker report picks for today comes in the second race at Woodbine. This is scheduled for seven furlongs on the turf. And he likes number two, Ashbury. Number two, Ashbury, six to one on the morning line is uh, his play here. He says the horse worked 47.20. He said the mare has climbed up the ladder, is in good form, and is good value. So in the second race, he likes the two. Number two, Ashbury, in the second race of Woodbine. Then we go to the sixth race at Woodbine. This at six and a half furlongs on the main track. And in the sixth race, he likes number six, Jab. Number six, Jab, at 10 to one on the morning line. Ernie Perry's clock report says he worked 48.40, I should say, is in good form, and the others will be bet in the race. He said he should like the switch back to the tapita, so I take that back. It's not on the main, it's on the tapita, the synthetic footing in the sixth race, the tapita. So in the sixth race, he likes number six, Jab. Easy to remember his picks today, second race number two, and the sixth race number six. Those are Ernie Perry's Clocker Report picks for today at Woodbine. And we will be back with John Lindo. And he has a Lindo Report today for Churchill Downs. So don't go away. your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book south point casino's race book has the answer come in and sign up for the nevada race book mobile app for just a 50 dollars minimum deposit you'll have the race book right at your fingertips no matter where you are in nevada it's convenient fun and easy to use when you do have time to visit south point casino is the perfect place to be our race book is completely separate from the sports book and totally dedicated to the horse player with 52 overhead tvs free wi-fi and cocktail service bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the usb ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. 
Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas. We are on the eve of the opening of the Breeders' Cup meet at Santa Anita. It pops open tomorrow. And John Lindo, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Ralph. Uh, you know, we hit the ground running with all the stakes. I think eight stakes races this weekend. Yeah. Some winning your in races. And, uh, we better keep our fingers crossed. There's a little chance of rain oh, on no. Saturday and Sunday. No, so, don't rain in Southern yeah. California. I mean, as, clear as, it, as clear and warm as it's been, it's going to be in the mid-80s, upper 80s today. There's a little chance. I'm not saying it's going to rain, but uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as we get closer to Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, let's see. I don't see any cloud forming uh, today on the uh, radar map, uh, but uh, they're not opening today. They're opening tomorrow, so we'll wait and see about that. Well, everybody's got to be excited about it, that's for sure. And uh, each and every day, and as it gets further and further along during this meet, you'll see some of those uh, Breeders' Cup horses that are going to compete in the two-day championship on the track in the morning, right? Yeah, you know, White Barrio is already here yeah. uh, for Rick Dutrow, and some of the Asmussen horses came in on Tuesday, including Clarier and Echo Zulu. They're already here. Uh-huh. And, yeah, they're going to start popping in, especially after the races this weekend. And the final preps back east and stuff, you're going to see a lot of horses, depending on, on the results, start heading toward California. Now, uh, John, we went over the Breeders' Cup winning or in race uh, for Saturday, the awesome again. And uh, with the change of jockeys on the two Baffert trainees, he kind of tipped his mitt, I think, in what uh, we're going to see out of Defunded, right? Well, you know, he's a horse that likes Santa Anita, the main track here. He's just been unpredictable. I mean, you know, he's either very good or he's very bad. It's not not one or the other. And if he doesn't get his trip, uh, you know, a lot of times he'll just spit out the bit. Mm-hmm. So I would think from the inside post that Edwin Maldonado will probably come out running. Uh, one of the main pace rivals would be his stablemate, uh, you know, National Treasure. Yeah. So it might be one of those things where they just play the break and whoever breaks you go on with it. I think the National Treasury will probably sit in the catbird seat behind Defunded in this race. But uh, i got to tell you, they better watch out for a slowdown Andy. And one of these days, Skinner is going to run that uh, unbelievable jaw-dropping race that he ran the first time he was out. Yeah, you know, he's a horse that, that is still eligible to the first allowance condition. He only yeah. has a maiden win, Skinner. Yeah. He's a three-year-old facing older horses. You know the abilities there. He's shown a, a ton of ability, including a good race in the Santa Anita Derby at the same distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, again, it's one of those horses. When is he going to put it all together? Yep. Uh, you know, it could, could be Saturday. He, he's got the ability to win, uh, but you have to see it. You've got to, you got to see him run through adversity and run down horses. And, uh, I don't know, again, besides defunded and national treasure, I don't think there's a ton of pace in this race. Mm-hmm. I would ex- expect Stiletto Boy from the outside post to break and go a little bit. And, uh, you know, slow down, slow down Andy will be close. So it's going to be a tactical race and, uh, we'll see. There's a lot of questions to be had here and that makes it a wide open race and yeah. a good gambling race. Yeah. Now, Todd Fincher, not Pletcher, but Todd Fincher has two horses in the race, uh, senior, uh, Senor Buscador uh, is one of them, and the other one is Bye Bye Bobby. Now, 
they're looked at as long shots in the race. But a little bit about Todd Fincher. Uh, he's got a stable now in Southern California? Well, he's based in, in New Mexico at Sunland Park. Uh-huh. But he's, he's had good success coming out here. He had that Philly Slammed, yeah. who was a very good sprinter, come out here. And, and he's always won his share when it comes to Southern California. He's a high-percentage trainer in Sunland. Mm-hmm. He knows what type of horses to bring to Southern California. And uh, don't if you like his horse, give his horses a chance. Don't let the trainer stop you there. He's a good guy to gamble on. He wins races. Well, we uh, this race, uh, you know, the complexion of the race and the outcome of it really uh, sits in the hands of uh, the Bob Baffert trainees, though, don't it? Yeah, I think so. You have to start there and work around it, and uh, we'll see what kind of track we get on on Friday. You know, we haven't been at Santa Anita for a while, yeah. So we'll see if it's a, if it's a real dead track or how speed is doing. Traditionally, you want to be up close on that main track, and uh, we'll we'll play it from there. Well, it's nice to see that uh, you know, with the shocking announcement of the closing of Golden Gate, that uh, cooler heads prevail, and at least given the horsemen up there a little bit more time through the uh, middle of next year. And I guess the same rippling ramifications kind of happened in in Arizona with the uh, announcement that Turf Paradise was just not going to be anymore. The Arizona Horsemen Benevolent and Protective Association stepped up and at least extended the contract for the simulcast races. And I didn't realize there were 37 off-track betting sites in the state of Arizona that would have been affected by this. They're going to let them uh, accept the simulcast races and wagering on it until November 12th. And they said something about uh, they may have the live racing in uh, January, but you got to think that it's because they might have somebody uh, in the wings uh, that might uh, buy the place. Yeah, we're waiting for more news on this, Ralph. Uh, You know, it kind of came down late yesterday, Yeah, uh, you know, you, you, they had to announce something about live racing to extend that simulcast wagering contract, and uh-huh. it conveniently now goes through November 12th, which includes the Breeders' Cup weekend. So they'll get the handle from that, that Breeders' Cup weekend. What if after the Breeders' Cup weekend, oh, well, now we're not going to race live, and now they'll turn everything off? You know, I, I call me skeptical, but I, I want to see, you know, if there is no change in ownership on that racetrack, I know that uh, Jerry Sims has no intentions of running a live meet, and, you know, there's a lot of work to be done at Turf Paradise as far as, uh, you know, up maintaining and, and doing some repairs there. Yeah. And you got to let the horsemen know what's going to happen so you can plan on going out there and being out there for the meet. So it's getting real tight. The window's really tight as far as getting commitments from horsemen. Well, I remember a situation somewhat like that with a promise that was never made uh, years ago. And I'm, I'm talking about now, you know, uh, being as old as I am, I remember this back in the uh, the the 80s, where uh, they took money from the uh, edu- uh, the the school education program here in uh, Nevada and loaned it to a, a company that built a dog track out at the uh, out in Henderson. And the, the idea was they were going to run dogs for a year and then run a thoroughbred meet there, and that was why they loaned them the money. They took the money, they built the, the small grandstand, they ran the dogs for a year, and then left town. Don't want that to happen. With that I mean, promise, you know. So, <laughs> exactly. you know, you're sitting there saying you are uh, skeptical about the fact, well, you, they promised something coming in January. In the meantime, they'll be betting now. and, and then Exactly. That's the, they'll, they'll take the money up yeah, front. Yeah. And what's to keep them from not following through on yeah, the back Yeah, so, exactly. Right, right. just yeah. like that. Just like that happened there, that's for sure. All right, well, John, you've got a uh, Lindo report today for Churchill Downs. And, uh, of course, uh, when you put out a Lindo report, 
at the beginning of a week at a racetrack. You usually update the jockey trainer standing, so... As far as the trainers and jockeys, let's go to the jockeys first. Tyler Gaffleon won a race yesterday. He's easily the leading rider down at Churchill. He's got 18 winners. Christian Torres is second with nine. And then you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, Gerardo Corrales has seven. As far as the uh, trainers go, Brad Cox is just uh, dominating down there. He's got 11 winners so far. Kenny McPeak, Steve Aspas, and Tom Amos each have four. So you can see, huge, hugely for Brad Cox. Now, there's a couple of, uh, of guys who... Uh Right now, their uh, record doesn't uh, really uh, reflect uh, their abilities and their talents, and that uh, jockey, Corey Lannery, huh? Yeah, he's, he's uh, winless from his last 29 mounts, and oh. as far as the trainers go, Ian Wilkes, who does a good job, he's zero for his last 12, so both those guys off to a stumbling start at the meet. Yeah, but they'll, be, uh, they'll work it out, that's for sure. Favorites? Favorites are hitting at 39%, and I was a little surprised. It doesn't seem like it's that high. I've seen a lot of prices down there at Churchill Downs, and it got a little formful over the weekend, so it boosted that number. Now, uh, they they sent out a release that said Santa Anita's fall meet is going to open with a revised betting menu, and I would assume that we will go over that betting menu uh, tomorrow on the show. Yeah, there's a couple changes out there. We'll make sure everybody knows exactly what's happening as far as the menu goes, and uh, I'm looking forward to a couple of changes there. All right. Well, let's get a winner today at Churchill Downs. Okay, just real quick, they are off the turf today at Churchill, had some overnight rain. Uh-huh. Uh, there, there was some water in the racetrack, but right now it's drying out, and from what I understand, a good chance by the 2 o'clock first post time, at least 2 o'clock our time, the track may be fast. All so, right, I want to remind uh, everybody out there that there are only two races that affect that off the turf. Uh, there were only two turf races scheduled today. That was the fourth race scheduled for five furlongs. I would assume it goes to the main at the same distance. And the eighth right. race is a, was at a mile and a half on the turf, and they can also do that on the main track there at Churchill as well. Right. As far as the radio play today, let's go to race number three. Mm-hmm. In the third race, number one, Brittle and you as a filly that's always been best going two turns on dirt. Don't know what happened at Mountaineer last time. Maybe she didn't like the lights, didn't like the track. I'm willing to throw that race out. She has good form at Churchill Downs. If the track remains wet, she has a good record on a wet track. She ought to fall into a good stocking trip from the rail. Inside and speed is what you wanted yesterday. I think she'll have uh, the bias in her favor. Six to one on the morning line, dropping in for a claiming tag. Number one, Brittle and you. Race number three, Churchill Downs. All right, third race, the one horse, Brittle and you. John Lindo's pick, eight to one on the, make that six to one on the morning line with uh, Joe Talamo aboard. The one in the third race. Uh, the early pick five starting the first. Yep, first five and also the last five. Okay, well, you and Jonathan gave us two pieces of the first pick five because Jonathan in the first race likes the five. You like in the third race, number one. We can build around that, that's for sure. And the rest of the Linda report today featuring all the races plus a suggested late pick four and all the goody information that we talk about on one comprehensive sheet. That Linda report is available only in one place here in Las Vegas and is also complimentary and free of charge, and that is at the South Point Racebook because they love horse players as we do too. One final thing to say on our way out, and John's going to say it. Have a great race day, everybody. 